Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Inside High School Hoops, Season 2, we are back, Episode 1, with my man Iso Ani. The Iso Ani phenomenon has blown up. Can we just talk about that for a minute? <laughs> it has, it has. Uh, it started right here. It did. You know, like, this dude's going viral with Iso Ani. So talk about Iso Ani. Before we do our clear out, before we get to Season 2, you got to talk about Iso Ani real quick. Yeah, so Iso Ani, like you said, uh, Burton, uh, you know, started here, right? When I had my yes, 45 segments when I went straight to acapella. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what I saw Ani is, and uh, my production team, uh, headline, you know, head by uh, Kiki Christmas, you know, we interviewed the top players in the country. Uh, we did yes. uh, the first two episodes with Keontae George, who's a top three player in the yes. country in 2022, and Casey Wallace, who's a top 10 player in the country. Yes. Uh, so you know, obviously, so one going we, to Baylor, one going to Kentucky, one, right, right, yeah, went viral. <laughs> the show. So you know, uh, when you look, read the articles on these kids, right, or the interviews has always been, and no offense, to people in that field, right. uh, recruitment, right? Uh, right? You know, your top ten, your top five, and one do something different. So right. I want to actually get to know the kid. We know the kid's basketball background uh, from <clears throat> Keontae being left-handed at first, but he started playing basketball. Payson, right, right. uh, you know, playing 8U as a five-year-old and uh, right. only playing on one half of the court because they said he couldn't help them. Right, 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 the right. I, like, I like that one. <laughs> you know, so stuff like that, you know, and it, and it just get to know the kid. I wanted to get to know the kid deeper than just, you yeah. know, what's your top five, top ten. I'm going to know where you're going to go. Like, right. because you're gonna, it's gonna be posted on the internet at some point, right? Right. And who I'm gonna get some intel, and I'm gonna get some. Who are you? <laughs> right. Right. Well, right. Who are you? So that's I. You, you did. You did tell Casey Wallace he think he a bucket, not today, but he still got you though. Yeah, he still got me. He got me. He got me. They go one on one with me. I, you know, sometimes I let him have it. The next guest that we got coming up, uh, I don't know if I let him have it. He's gonna have to work for it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, so this season, we're gonna get to it, man. We got some fun stuff. We got some fun guests uh, coming on later that you guys will see. Um, two big events coming up this weekend uh, that we'll kind of <clears throat> cover and talk to those guys. But the, the order of the show, we're gonna go with a clear out, kind of like when you hoop and it's like, yep. yo, get out the way. Whether it's one four flat, whether it's on the side, we're going isolation on with the clear out to start uh, six topics that Ani is going to dive into a little bit deeper. Then we'll go with a couple other little segments, look ahead to what's coming, and then uh, we'll let you guys keep it moving. So the first topic within the clear out is the Phil McNeely showcase. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's give you that ISO Ani time. All right, clear out, clear out, clear out. Uh, so the Phil McNeely Classic, uh, it was a tournament uh, in honor of Phil McNeely, who coached at Duncanville High School for 25 years, three state titles, won 704 games, and lost 170, which is mad impressive. 
Um, <clears throat> so it was the first year of the classic. A uh, couple of notes. We had Dunkerville play Lancaster. Uh, generally a, a big time matchup. This year wasn't so. Dunkerville won by like 40 points. But, you know, Ronald Holland, the 2023 forward, has really been doing his thing. Uh, obviously rebounding his athleticism in the open court, playing above the rim. But, you know, Ron has really been working on his game. So his shot making has been very impressive. Um, you know, confident, making shots from deep. And, you know, he's someone you have to close out on. And uh, from from deep now. So him being a perimeter threat has expanded his game, has made him a way tougher guard and someone that you can actually kind of run your offense through. He's starting to become a kid that can do that. Uh, another game, a note, even before that Duncanville Lancaster game was uh, uh, Kimball versus Faye family. So this was an interesting one. You had uh, Trey Clayton, who's now Kimball, that used to go to Faye family and help lead them to their first state championship as a freshman. So, you know, there was some emotions involved. Uh, Kimball was actually down by 25 points against Faye Family. It uh, it looked like a runaway for Faye Family. They're executing Ole Miss signee. Um, TJ Caldwell was playing really, really well. Uh, Jaden Toppin, a 2023 forward. I love his, his upside and his potential. Just what he brings to the table right now with rebounding, you know, running the floors, finishing with both hands through traffic and length of, you know, you know, Faye family was really, really rolling. But one thing about Kimball, <clears throat> and we'll and you'll see the other side of it uh, later on. And when Topic says, you know, there's no deficit that's too big for them. So they're down 25. They can, it could be eight minutes, and they can get that down. They could be up by 10 points, just just like that. So you know, Trey Clayton had a 26 point second half, and uh, he helped uh, uh, Kimball beat Faye family. So it was uh, it was very telling. It was, a, it was like a narrative, you know, like a storybook, you know, the the kid that uh, come back and played his old high school team and, uh, and uh, had a big second half and helped him win <laughs> when his team was down 25. But Kimball's very potent, just with Texas signee Arterio Morris, Clemson signee Chauncey Gibson, 2023 T. John Brown, who uh, real scrappy on defense and gets downhill. And then uh, DeCannon Wickway, who's a 2023 forward, athletic, plays hard, and you know, you got Kyron Henderson. The list goes on. I mean, they're talented, very talented group. So that's the Phil McNeely Classic. At the Phil McNeely Classic, Cole, now we're going straight to RJ Hampton Showcase with our man Stacy Houston doing what he does. <clears throat> it felt like this was a star-studded event, always is. You look at the sideline pictures and the, and the people that are in the building uh, kind of sitting courtside or, or hanging out at the gym uh, always feels like there's – Great energy and great talent in the building for the RJ Hampton Showcase. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, so the RJ Hampton Showcase, it was at the Comerica Center. Um, I loved it. I have my teams participate in every year, even though this is the second year. But, yep. you know, we're all locked in for every year. I'll go to my team. Who, with who, who, who is your team again? Yeah, let's uh, say, you got, we got to give a shout-out to your team real quick. Uh, Taco Storm uh, is a homeschool-based program. And uh, we actually have two varsities this year. So both varsities have been good. This varsity with uh, Texas Tech, Sonny Robert Jennings, is seven and one. And then we got a young varsity group we call Varsity Black, uh, Taco Black. They're six and one right now, so they've been uh, pretty good. We actually Taco Black suffered their first loss against uh, Dream City Christian out of Arizona, their second team. So it was very interesting. It was a group of twenty twenty fives, and we uh, Taco Black lost by a forty foot buzzer beater. So it was, I thought it was a classic, uh, just yeah, to start yeah. off the day. Oh, for uh, for the Stacy uh, Jaden Toombs is a big fellow, twenty twenty five in that group. That's really talented. Uh, 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 Jermaine O'Neal's son, Jermaine O'Neal Jr., a six four wing, really really talented, long arms, has crazy upside as a wing. And then another player, Leroy Kelly, who's a freshman uh, guard. Uh, Leroy and Jaden just picked up offers from LSU last week. Oh, Leroy's a really talented, uh, fearless shot making guard. And uh, for Dream City Christian, uh, Jaden Quintance, uh, 2025 Ford, upside out of Ohio, long arms, athletic, made a couple threes on us. Uh, you know, didn't see, didn't think he could do that. But, I mean, right. he's he's going to be a player that's going to be a top 25 player in the country, no doubt. Mm. And uh, that other kid out of Canada, Jay, uh, Pete, Jay Peon, really, really talented, uh, about 6'6", six, six, 
forward, wing forward out of Canada. That Dream City Christian group is really talented. And I thought that game was like, I think it was 84 to 83. So uh, right. definitely want to note that game. A lot of talent, a lot of guys you're going to see in the top 150 in the country in that class, in that, in that game. Um, another game to note, you know, you had O.D. White and uh, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Woodrow Wilson <clears throat> came out with the victory. Good team effort. Woodrow has a lot of talented uh, sophomores with Isaiah Pankey, uh, LaKendrick Taylor, and they have some other guys that just play a really good role. O.D. White is headlined by uh, a kid that I – I have on like my stock riser list, but I'm more on an honorable mention. That's a uh, Miles Rigsby, uh, junior, about six four guard, kind of like plays a little old school. It's like your Chauncey Billups, your Andre Miller type. Will post on the smaller guards, strong lower body, uh, finishes around the basket, can hit open shots. He had 36 that game. Uh, Miles has been really good. Obviously, yeah, he takes a lot. He can't. And take a lot of shots, but you see, you definitely see the talent. Uh, another game to note was uh, Kimball and Duncanville. <laughs> that was uh, a very interesting game. Talk about Kimball and deficits. They were down by like 17 points. And uh, Kimball, you know, that lead evaporated quick. <laughs> and uh, Duncanville's in the dogfight down 12 points in that in the fourth quarter. And Duncanville ultimately ended up winning by uh, tipping by a combination of Ronald, Bla- Ronald Holland and Anthony Black. And uh, that was actually uh, the first game Anthony Black got cleared to play uh, was that Dunk- was that Kimball game. Uh, Arterio Morris was fantastic for Kimball, just, you know, can hit tough shots consistently. And he's athletic. And once you get in and transition, he's, he's a monster. Anthony Black, same thing. First half was amazing, just, you know, playing fast, getting downhill, finish around the basket, and just a high-level feel of a passer. It has great vision. You know, people talk about vision and passing. He has both. You know, sees it, and he, he's a hell of a passer. And then Ronald Holland was Ronald Holland doing doing his thing. And then the kid, uh, Eric Demings, who's a 2023 guard, and I'll touch on him later, was uh, very good hitting open shots, defending. You know, he's gotten a lot better off the bounce. So the RJ Hampton showcase was really uh, – was a really, really uh, good uh, – uh, showing, especially in the second year. First year was fantastic. Second year was also fantastic. I like it. We're going to keep the program going. Ani's in his bag right now. You see, we got the clear out. It ain't about me. <laughs> For those that don't know, this is the clear out section of the show. We're going to go straight to uh, DFW Hoop Fest and the Hoop Fest events. We know there's multiple nowadays. Glenn Smith right. doing his thing. Glenn Smith will actually join us later on, so stay tuned for that. Uh, giving us some behind the scenes of the Hoop Fest as well. But, Ani, go ahead and talk about the Hoop Fest. So, uh, the Hoop Fest was, uh, you know, you had a you had a lot of talent, as we do every year. But when you go from uh, Fridays, uh, just matchups, and Saturday, you had really good matchups in, uh, in the Duncanville High School in Sandra Meadows. And then you go to Dickey's Arena, too. So, and Fort Worth. I mean, there was a lot of good basketball being played that weekend. Uh, North Little Rock, uh, they have a trio, guys, uh, headlined by uh, Oregon Pledge, uh, Khalil Ware, and then Arkansas Pledge, uh, Nick Smith. Nick Smith was just cleared to play from a wrist injury 10 days ago prior to his game, their game against Kimball. And uh, I know this is the third time talking about Kimball. Kimball actually had a 20-point lead on North Little Rock. And uh, that second half, uh, Nick Smith was very aggressive. You know, was scoring, facilitating, was more assertive. You can tell he had to get the rust off. And then that led to him having a monster game against Faith Family. You know, averaged about 18 points in two games. But, uh, you know, Khalil Ware was fantastic. Uh, was the best big man in that uh, in that uh, showcase. You know I mean, by far. It wasn't even close. Averaged 26 points per game and 17 rebounds. <laughs> and, and four blocks. You know, Khalil, he doesn't dominate games – like physically bumping you, dunking on you is so finesse and skilled. You don't see seven footers do what he do, like Euro step in tight spaces and finish. Uh, you know, I don't want to compare him to Will Chamberlain, but if you go back to Will Chamberlain clips and games, like, you know, he's on the side and kind of finger rolls it like that. Like, you know, Khalil has very uncanny and unorthodox finishes that you're just like, how, how did that go in? And uh, it's rebounding at a high level. I, I love watching Khalil play. He was fantastic both games. And just to put up those averages and 
two matchups was and getting two high level matchups was just unreal. But uh, North Little Rock also has a senior in uh, Corey Washington, about six five, six six, athletic. I think he's a Division one basketball player, no doubt about it, and uh, just really, really excels as a slasher and finisher. Um, going it, keep going into the hoop fest. You know, Duncanville U. I actually wrote an article about the hoop fest on the NBN magazine. Uh, that's uh, authored by uh, Dino Stragonis, who is uh, the owner of uh, Pangos Camp. So go check it out. Um, it was a really good read. So I'm just going to touch on a little bit. So you got uh, Duncanville. I said Duncanville University. Anthony Black was very good on uh, on both games. Ronald Holland was fantastic, averaged about 26, about 26 points. Oh, 25, 26 points that weekend. Eric Demings, again, like I highlighted him earlier, was really good, <laughs> you know, defending and hitting shots. And he just gets a lot done. I mean, he's really matured as a PG. Uh, definitely can't forget uh, Northern Arizona signee uh, CJ Ford, who's hitting shots at a high clip off the catch. Obviously, he's always been a good defender and, and a good offense initiator, but just his shooting off the catch has just been really, really, uh, really good. You know, so we're going to go some out-of-state guys like Jared McCain. Out of uh, Corona Centennial, uh, I think I believe the best shooter in that class in 2023 uh, on the move, off the catch, off the bounce. I mean, just just efficient off hard closeouts. You know, I just seen him just shoot it with mad confidence and it goes in. And, you know, he's he's just your hybrid guard that just gets a lot done uh, and just a threat. Once he crosses half court, I mean, he's a threat to make the shots. Uh, Kajani Wright for Sierra Canyon you know, had a 22-point, 15-rebound uh, outing against Duncanville, which Duncanville uh, <clears throat> beat Corona Centennial on Friday, then beat Sierra Canyon on uh, Saturday, which they had Dickies Arena packed on Saturday, you know, with Sierra Canyon is uh, has Bronny James. But, uh, you know, Kajani Wright, just one of the best rebounders in that class, arguably the best rebounder in the 2022 class out of California. So, uh, you know, really – you know, really, really talented, big. Uh, AZ Compass came in there at uh, when they initially came in there, the number one team in the country. Uh, had two really tough games. <laughs> one against McKinney, uh, only won by five points. Uh, Jacoby Walters, who's a 2023 for McKinney, and one of the best in the country, had 26 points, seven rebounds, five steals. Uh, I wouldn't say Jacoby doesn't play hard because he does play hard, but that was the hardest I've seen Jacoby, uh, Jacoby play. And uh, he was fantastic. You know, tough shot, makes tough shots, can handle it, uh, doesn't really blow by you, but can create space because he changes speeds really well. So, uh, you know, really, really good there. And then uh, they lost to Richardson. Uh, AZ Compass did by 23 points. Case uh, and Wallace and uh, Ryland Griffin, I think they combined for 48 points and they won the game 61 to 38. <laughs> so, I mean, that is. Arguably, and to me, there's not a a lot of argument against them not being the number one backcourt in the country. But in my opinion, they're the number one uh, backcourt in the country. I'm mean, just fantastic, just with the shot making and defending. Ryland's really committed himself on the defensive end this year. And Kaysen, you know, he's just a two way, just just monster uh, that has just improved as a shot maker. So, you know, Richardson. Came in and gave AZ Compass, uh, you know, that work. But, uh, you know, AZ has a big man <clears throat> and a, a drama Diangu who's seven foot with a seven five wingspan. And as you see in this clear out, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about unsigned seniors because this is going to head on to, you know, what uh, one of my topics going uh, later on in the show. But a drama seven foot, seven five wingspan, runs the floor like a gazelle, was blocking shots, had a fantastic outing against McKinney. Uh, UCLA signee and uh, Dylan Andrews was really good, had 19.7 assists. Uh, Kylan Boswell, <clears throat> Indiana's uh, commit at, uh, tw- I think, 2023, I believe. You know, just really make shots, confident. Uh, you hear me saying confident a decent amount, but just there was a lot of confident guys taking tough shots and consistently making them, uh, which, you know, that's just high-level basketball. So, and then Mookie Cook is a 23. That's, uh, you know, one of the uh, top 15 players in the country, I believe. So, you know, you had a lot of talent with the AZ Compass group, but uh, they did get smacked by Richardson. And McKinney gave him a scare. So, you know, last thing I'll talk about, uh, a few notes, like Austin Nunez had 27 points. 
<clears throat> against Coronado uh, in a win for San Antonio Wagner. Uh, Drew Steffi was fantastic in their game against Coronado. He had, uh, I believe, 28 points. And Drew Steffi's had a he's, a he's a junior, and he's had a hell of a, a season, start of the season. I think he's someone that's answered a lot of questions about his ability um, after a strong s- spring to summer. You know, this fall, he's, he's – I mean, he's playing really high-level basketball right now. So there you go for the Hoofest. Good stuff. The ISO continues. The ISO continues to clear out. Clear out. You can hear the coach saying it now. Let's go, uh, let's go underclassmen notes. We're going straight to it. Mm-hmm. Go get a quick uh quick water break <clears throat> breath. We back to it. Back to the clear out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said water break. Yeah, you gotta get the water break. You gotta get the water break. We still coming back to the clear out. It's a 20 <clears throat> timeout. All right, all right. Back to the clear out. They haven't stopped them yet. Right, right. Like, you know, this is the timeout session where, you know, I got the board and I'm not like I'm writing something, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, hey, give it to Robert and clear out, you know. Get out the way. It's his you time know. right now. So, all right, well, we back at it. So, underclassmen, so there's five that I want to headline uh, or highlight, and that's Trey Johnson <clears throat> for Lake Highlands, uh, 2024 kid. You know, he's a bucket. He didn't have a great uh, outing in the Hoop Fest. Didn't have that offensive onslaught that you we're used to seeing. But at 6'4", long arms, really shoots the basketball, score it. Um, just, you know, he can score 30 and a half, and it's nothing. You know, he's just like, okay, whatever. This is a no- normal day in the office. So definitely Trey Johnson's an underclassman. Really, really uh, like top three on ESPN right now in this class. And, you know, you you definitely see the ability. Uh, another 24 in Dallas that's been, uh, been playing very well is for is with John Paul II's uh, Liam McNeely, about six 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 seven Swiss Army knife. Uh, one thing I do like about Liam is that you know he can score it as offensive talent, offensively talented as he is. Defensively, he really competes and he wants to compete. You know, you don't have to make Liam compete on that end, and uh, he really moves well laterally. He uses his length. He can guard guards. I've seen him guard three, four different positions in the game. Uh, so definitely want to highlight Liam. Uh, this is a kid, a 2025 kid out of Allen, Texas, uh, Trent Payne, about 5'10", 5'11". I mean, electrifying, uh, dynamic guard, shifty off the bounds, make plays for others, athletic. I mean, he's one of those kids you don't think, you know, he's going the lane and, and, and you think he's going to do a little simple finger roll or whatever. Uh, he, he can go in and dunk on you uh, with his size and just his speed and ability, just overall natural ability. I think he's – the next guard and one of the that 25 class in uh Texas is loaded. Um and Trent Payne has a chance to being that next guard out of DFW. I mean I'm very, very high on him. Uh going staying in that 25 class, uh Jed Nansa uh for Hillcrest <clears throat> gotten better. Had a really good Pangos Southwest camp was uh in the top 30 game. He was one of the MVPs and, you know, just coming to the season, you know, before he was more of a back-to-the-basket rebounding guy. And that's something that he hasn't lost. He still rebounds. He still will get back to basket. But I see more face-up game uh, and that ability to use his quick first step in his length to finish on slower guys and let less athletic guys. And his shooting has some promise. I mean, the mechanics are not bad at all. Uh, Jed Nansa, uh, about 6'6". Six seven right now, a lot of ability, a lot of upside. Um, I'm buying stock on him. I think I think his he loves the game. He works at it, and from seeing him from July to October, then October to November, there have been leaps. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm big on leaps and progression. And so the uh, but the last one we'll go back to the 24 class, Jalen Shelley. He's very intriguing. I went and watched him Friday. Oh, not Friday. I'm sorry. Uh, what was that? Tuesday. And uh, they played Frisco Memorial. Frisco Memorial was uh, beat, him pre- beat Frisco Lone Star pretty good. But, uh, you know, Jalen Shelley's very, very intriguing. 6'7", reported 7-foot wingspan. He's a guard. <laughs> I mean, fluid handle, shot don't look bad at all. Um, all the ability. You know, when you talk about in that 24 class with Trey Johnson, Liam McNeely, they have a sizable lead on anybody, like on the third or fourth and fifth guy. Uh, But Jalen Shelley has a chance, you know, I don't think it's this year, but he has a chance down the road to being right there with, 
you know, at the elite tier. Uh, very, very talented kid. Just has a lot of work to do. But, you know, just seeing fluid guard skills for someone that's six seven with crazy length. And he has a crazy ba- uh, uh, basketball, like, background with his family. Uh, brother brothers was a football. It was just athletic background. Brothers was a, is a quarterback. Dad played. Sister, <laughs> sister, sister played. Uncle played. I mean, it just goes down the, lo- down the road with him. I mean, so I think he's, uh, he's going to be a player to uh, that we'll definitely hear a lot of uh, soon. So that's my underclassman notes. Underclassman notes, great stuff. Um, yeah, sometimes it can be easy to focus on with this new portal, which we're going to talk about. It's easy to focus on just the next class and not almost look at the next class and the next class. So when I say next <clears> class, <throat> upcoming class. So right now that would be 22. People just focus <clears throat> on 22, but it's like 23, 24, 25 can still hoop. But with the portal, it just – so many different ways you can go. Right. So we'll, we'll get to that uh, here in just a second. Next one we got, I believe, might be the portal. Let me make sure I got my I got my notes. Oh no, we got five stock risers. Almost yes. <laughs> this segment right here, a little sizzle to it. So mm-hmm. let me, let me hey. production team in the back to make hey. sure ready for this one. Uh, five stock risers uh, from Iso Ani himself. All right, let's do it. So uh, number one for me is, uh, and this isn't in any list, but just the one I want to highlight first is Eric Demings. Uh, again, I've talked to him from about Duncanville. He's a junior, you know, from a kid that I was like, you know, he has a Division One chance to being a kid that you know is a no-brainer Division One guy, and uh, he's a kid you can put a level on him, but looking at how he's progressed, you know, you just wait and see. You know, right now you say probably low to mid, right? Um, but, you know, if you told me Power 7 conferences are really, really looking at him and liking him, I wouldn't be surprised either. He's he's came a long way. Um, just his maturity and just, you know, his, he's gotten his body's better and he's getting stronger and still making shots and defending. Like I said, off the bounce has just been so much better just as far as creating for himself and others. So Eric Deming would be number one. Uh, number two, we're going to go down to Houston. Uh, Keanu uh, Doss, uh, six eight forward out of Stratford High School. Uh, A&M just offered him. <clears throat> Talented. <laughs> I mean, no-brainer top 15 to 20, probably you could say higher in that class in 2023. Skilled, can put the ball on the floor, can shoot with efficiency, high-level passer for a kid his size. I mean, there's a ton of upside. Um, obviously he's not the, he's not the toughest kid right now. Uh, but you know, you can't teach high feel shooting impact, you know, and just the overall skill standpoint for a kid, his size. I mean, that's what they look like. Um, so Keanu, man, big time stock riser right now. I love watching him play. Um, so number three for me would be, uh, Dion Thomas out of Houston legacy. So we're going to stay, uh, in Houston. Um, you know, 2022 kid that's just made a lot of noise. Um, athletic, six, seven long arms. You only got to run the play for him. He's just going to rebound, get put back dunks, run the floor as hard as hell, and finish. And, you know, he's going to talk his stuff to you. I think he's been fantastic. I think Dion has been really, <laughs> really good for uh, PJ Kuznar's group. And I think he's someone that, uh, you know, schools have kind of been calling. A little bit, but I think they need to uh, continue, you know, to really take a serious look at a kid like him. You know, I've seen a decent amount of college games, not just TV, but live. And, you know, one thing that um, it helps me and then in talking about a kid like a senior, like a Dion or, you know, there's another kid I'm going to talk about that has played for me that, uh, you know, you pick, can can they play there, right? Like if you put them here right now, you put them there with 10, 15 pounds of muscle, could they play there? Are they talented enough to play there? Are they capable enough? And there's a decent amount of places that I'm like, Dion can play there. No doubt about it, like right now. <laughs> so I think he's someone that people, you know, schools really need to take a look at. And uh, next one will be uh, Jalen Lowe, um, uh, 2023. Uh, where school does he go to? I apologize, Jalen and Marlon. But, um, uh, man, had – Two forty-point performances. Uh, <laughs> I think you know Jalen's been fantastic. I, I think he talked about 
two schools that have been reaching out to him. I think it's just uh, it's been Texas Tech and Texas State, and you know those two just know what they're looking at <laughs> right now. Um, Jalen's been fantastic. I loved him in the summer. I actually had him as the number one uh, pure point guard in that 2023 class in my positional ranking. So um, very high, <laughs> very very high on uh, Jalen Lowe. I think he's a high major guard, and um, he's starting to show that. And you know, like uh, Brian, like you touched on, just with, you know, with the portal and everyone, just the overall adjustment. I think uh, at the end of the day, if you can play, you can play, and you'll go somewhere where they believe in you. And Jalen, he's a junior; he has time, but no doubt about it. You know, stock rise has been fantastic. Um, last one <clears throat> for me, it's kind of well. These two is like five A and five B, and uh, CJ Nelson for Harker Heights. Uh, Harker Heights, I think, is ranked fourth in the state uh in 5a or 6a i believe and uh cj's a six foot he's a senior 20, uh, 22 point guard very shifty uh has like an unorthodox way of like finishing versus length tough you know skinny skinny but like man just strong though like you're not gonna push him around and, and stuff like that he's been fantastic he actually helped harker heights win the uh Mansfield tournament this past weekend. And then this kid right here, uh, CJ uh, Luster with, uh, you know, with Ataka, you know, shooting 55% from three <laughs> um, uh, has had fantastic, you know, showing for me. I mean, I love coaching CJ. Yeah. He's a kid. That's a no brainer division one guy. Uh, and I think same thing with CJ uh, Nelson. Uh, or <clears throat> I think is, yeah, I believe it's Nelson just, um, just the kid, just those two kids are just no-brainer Division One guys and uh, been fantastic for their teams and helped lead their teams to wins. You know, who knew who Harker Heights was really before they came to that Mansfield tournament and beat Amarillo and beat Timberview and stuff like that. Right. You know, those guys are just, you know, that's 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 not easy to do. So, no you know, those stock risers. Yeah, great stock risers. A little bit biased towards one I coach. You talked about Jalen Lowe. He's at Fort Bend Marshall. There you go. Uh, yes. I got to coach him back in the day at the uh, Lucas Camp. Shout out to Marlon, uh, who's a family of all access and family of my own. Known him a long time. Uh, been grinding this thing together on our own little lanes going through this thing. But you mentioned Texas Tech and Texas State. Uh, Texas State head coach used to be a coach within Texas Pro, so there's relationships there. And then Talvin Hester has done as good of a job recruiting guys from Texas Pro and Marlins program yes. in the country. So that makes sense why those two schools would be recruiting him. And if he was to not play in a Power 5 situation in Texas State, no one has a chance outside of that in the mid-major realm. But I do think he's going to have more high-major opportunities. Um, yeah, the bias. I had to say something about that real quick. Real quick. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. There's a, there's a little bias. We don't have, we don't have, I don't hide bias. I don't have to no more. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's just what it is. <laughs> the transfer portal. Let's talk about the portal. Is real out here in this portal. Uh, how does that how does that affect things as we clear as we f finish the clear out? How does the transfer portal and what's Ani's thoughts on that? How does it affect recruiting? Right now, I have about forty points right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Jalen Lowe in the same bag, like right? 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 I feel Jalen. You know, I feel Jalen. Like it's like me right now shooting a ball in the ocean right now. Uh, but you know, talking about the portal. Uh, it's an adjustment for everybody, but I just want to break it down a little bit. Obviously, the guys that transferred at one time are eligible right away, um, you know, for how does it affect high school kids? You know, <clears throat> gone are the days where, you know, if you have a committable offer, you can kind of just sit on it, sit on it and wait for something to happen. Uh, you know, these coaches are going to be looking at the transfer portal to get guys that are already ready, right? You know, if I get the 21-year-old 20, guy, even older, that has had division one experience, their body's already ready. And uh, we actually have film like on synergy and we have the stats and all of that, you know, to determine what they could be in our league, you know, compared to a high school kid where we have to wonder what is the level of competition he's playing in? You know, his body's probably not ready. You know, those things that, that kind of imp are impacting the high school kids, um, you know, they want guys that are ready to help them win. <laughs> these these college coaches do so. You know they look at a high school kid. Something a lot of these guys do look at high school kids as ones that you got to develop. 
Um, and not saying they don't develop the older cat. It's just the older cat is just more ready um, most times. So, you know, that's the thing that high school players have to understand. Right. And then you got to be patient, too. So if you don't have anything right now, like a Deion Thomas, like a CJ Luster, like a the kid from Harker High, CJ Nelson, like, you know, just I, the list goes on. Trey Clayton. <laughs> um, there's a lot of kids that don't have anything right now. Um, well, they have a few things, but, you know, they don't have what they want. You got to be patient. You got the transfer portal kind of take its course. Right. You know, that March, April, beginning of May, that's going to be it's, 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 it gets crazy. But then what I saw last year, it did die down. And then they started kind of going back to, you know, recruiting the high school players, the ones that are available. And then guys went to the level that was appropriate for them. Right. Uh, You've got to be patient as a high school player. You can't look at it right now. You know, I'm doing this and doing that. I'm not getting this, you know, and schools aren't reaching out to me. You know, this is in a second year of existence with how the transfer portal is. So it's an adjustment for college coaches, too, because, you know, they're still trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, there's some sample size on, like, how the transfers being eligible have affect teams and winning. But there's not a whole, whole lot, right? So right now these these college guys, are, these college coaches who have to be on their uh, teams for practices and be at games, you know, they don't have enough time to really watch high school games, right? And uh, where I can just go on Synergy and watch some uh, college games. So I can, you know, go on TV and watch some games, you know, and I can have the stats right here. Uh, but, you know, one thing I would say for college coaches is, you know, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I think there's <clears throat> there are guys you get from the portal that aren't as talented as guys that are available as senior, high school seniors. And I truly believe that there's a lot of really talented guys that can help teams, in my opinion. I won't say a lot, but there's a decent amount that can help teams at the appropriate level right now. And uh, I think that's all about just continuing to trust your eyes, right? Um you know, just the ones that are available, the ones that are getting very limited uh, contact or none at all, uh, you know, in the traditional years would have probably about five to eight offers that they can uh, <clears throat> that they can choose from. But, you know, is it adjustment? I just say everyone just has to be patient. You know, it's easy to be mad at the college coach, right, for not uh, – for these coaches not really recruiting – these uh these high school players like that right now but you know they have a boss <laughs> you know the boss is like i need to win right now you know so we we're going to go get a transfer for the kid at the four spot or at the guard spot because we need someone that's more potentially more ready right uh but you know at the end of the day you know if you can play you can play and you're going to show that you know they're going to see so i would just say for high school players you need to be patient and for college coaches i think you need to take a little bit more time and, and you know have a diet i mean there's a, there's a, there's no problem with having a diet of mixing it with high school kids and and transfers um you know obviously a bunch of 18 19 year olds aren't going to help you win your league <laughs> more times than not unless they're just mad talented unless you got some stuff that kentucky and duke had right and uh you know the transfer the transfer uh, the guys that transfer over, you know, there could be some some stuff because, you know, the, you know, <clears throat> they transfer over. They have expectations. <laughs> they have a lot of expectations for uh, getting this game. That's one thing is that, you know, they transfer again that they can't uh, go. You know, they have to sit out. But, you know, when you got a lot of older kids that see that time window from here, like a freshman do to about here <laughs> when you're 21, 22, you know, it's a little different animal that you have to deal with compared to uh you know, a kid that's younger that would understand that it's going to take some time. So, you know, again, with the portal, you know, it's it's, it's something that's been crazy. Like you said, Burn is affected 23s. It's affected even 24s because guys are like, you know, we don't know what we're going to have at that time, right, as far as scholarships. And we don't know if we want to get someone from the portal at that time. But I will say this, there's, there's a lot of, there's a good amount of unsigned seniors that at the right level can help right now. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I would uh, encourage college coaches to have that diet of mixing with high school and transfer. So that's my take on it. That's a final piece on the clear out. Now I just put a 55 on y'all. <laughs> 55 for my man. I in the first ever ISO on the clear out segment. I love it, man. Uh, <laughs> We're going to kind of just jump into some topics here. You killed that. Transfer portal, I'll just say this. 
Uh, it definitely changes the game. I think that basketball as a whole, as we're all saying this year, college basketball is better. I think uh, prep school basketball is at a higher level. Juco basketball mm-hmm. <clears throat> is at a higher level. There's just – it's almost weeded out or or – I don't want to say weeded out, but it's weeded out a lot of players that maybe don't really love to play. Right. And the guys that may have been at a certain level before, like you said, um, probably don't have the same amount of offers. They may not have any offers. And I think high school guys are kind of flying under the radar more and more, which I think almost just creates even more of a – what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it just creates a lot of hope for players. If you really love this game and you'll put in the work, you can get to where you want to go, you know, whether right. – through the transfer portal. So I just went to a game last night. Here's a good example. Uh, Brandon Everett, right, uh, is now done playing college. He started – he's from Richardson High School. Okay, played mm-hmm. at Richardson. Played with Wallace, if I'm not mistaken, who went straight to UTSA. Right. Um, and kind of had his bid major out of the beginning. Well, Brandon Everett's probably, what, 5'10 on a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, explosive guard, can really play. Well, he goes to Stephen F. Austin, signs with Underwood. And Mike Boynton uh, there, then they get to Oklahoma State. So he never even shows up. It's even in Boston in the late period. Well, then he goes to Oklahoma State. It plays a backup role for two years. Uh, averages about six a game off the bench as a sophomore. Really good numbers. Could have made that next jump. Decides he gets in the portal. So then he sits out. Goes to Utah Valley. Has some success there. His coach leaves. Long story short, as a grad transfer, he goes to BYU. Plays uh, in a nat- on a nationally national stage, then is an all conference player, and is now playing professional. And a guy who had to do it a different way. There's right. going to be way more of those stories now. Uh, there's a ton of guys that have gone JUCO uh, and done some of the same things. Obviously, Jimmy Butler from Texas went straight from. But I just think you're going to find so many players everywhere. Like you're going to play yeah. teams. You're gonna <clears throat> like, Where did this kid come from? It's harder and harder for players for people to keep track of the players which is why people like you uh, become so important. I'm not so important, but I am I can at least sneak in a bit and help uh, because there's just so many players, you know. There's so many so many good players, so many great stories. Um, I got one more great story from a kid from Dallas. Uh, I'll give a quick shout-out to uh, Demetrius Underwood. Most yep. players, right? Demetrius Underwood went to Mesquite. From the Mesquite area, um, sister played at Texas. He plays Division Three for four, for five years, technically, because he redshirted one year. He was injured. Well, then he gets his COVID year. He's a two-time All-American at my alma mater, UT Dallas. Then he transfers. and There's no portal if you're D3, but he transfers. <laughs> right? Everybody knows about him. He all of a sudden kind of gets some film out there. The next thing you know, he's going to College of Charleston. Uh, he starts for them. He was all-tournament in our Rising Coaches Classic. Uh, he also has hit a game winner this year. Mm-hmm. The, the guys, they love him there and feel like he has a chance to play in the G League and maybe even find a role in the NBA if he can continue to develop because of some of the things he does. So here's a D3 guy that is now playing mid-major basketball at a high level and a high-level program. So I think, you know, we've all seen the the guys at ORU, Max Abnes chose to stay, which is very rare in his day and age, and he's having an incredible season again, had a 38-point game just earlier this season. Tulsa in a big game, uh, or you did. So they're going to continue to do great things. But then you have the same his same teammate, uh, Kevin O'Banner, chooses to get in the portal, and he goes to Texas Tech. You know, now he's having success there. So there's a lot of ways to do this now. And I think if players or anybody who's listening, you should be encouraged because there's an opportunity. You just got to show you love the game. You got to roll your sleeves up. And the guys who work, they always rise to the top. Right. So. Uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go national. Okay, let's go national. Okay. Get a pick on this one. I'll take a pick. We'll actually go one high school, one JUCO. I'm gonna throw that in there for, on you today. I didn't prep you for that, so I'm putting you on the hot seat. So Ooh. I'm gonna steal one from the Hoop Fest. Okay, I'm go not too far away from Texas, so don't judge me out there. I don't even care. Um, but David Castillo, yeah, real high level player, guard, um, out of Oklahoma. I believe he's at Bartlesville High School mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Um, high, high, high-level guard who can really score, can really get buckets. He's probably better than Ani was today at ISO Ani Clearout. He has that ability yeah. to score at all three levels. Uh, he can make plays for himself and for teammates. 
and just continues to – I thought on a big stage with the Hoop Fest, he just showed where he – how he belongs with the best of the best uh, and then followed that up with another 40-plus point game after the Hoop Fest. So national spotlight, wanted to give him some love. Uh, he's my pick for kind of showing some national spotlight uh, selections. Uh, absolutely. I love David uh, Castillo's game, you know, really operates well on pick and roll and you know, scores it very well. Had a great summer with uh, uh, Team Griffin. Right. And, you, right. know, you know, came in, in the Hoop Fest, you know, he had a hell of a game against Lake Highlands and helped his Bartlesville team win. Uh, I would say my choice would be Devin Williams from Corona Centennial, about 6'9", okay. yeah. yeah. you know, athletic, bouncy, played really hard. Uh, don't know his stats from his game against uh, uh, Duncanville, but impacted that game. Uh, yep. Allowed was a big piece for a Corona in their win, in their comeback attempt against Duncanville, which they won five at the end. So uh, Devin Williams is, is my uh, uh, national uh, player spotlight. I like it. So we're going national Juco now. I'm actually going to be here. I actually am here in Salt Lake. I kind of mentioned I'm here in the, in the Utah area. So I'm going to go second. Uh, okay. But I'm gonna let Ani go first. Oh, so you know, I have to go on a national JUCO player, and uh, he's a Dallas kid. Okay, but, but I, I, I like what I saw, and that's Jaquan Scott. Who yeah, was, I was hoping that's no late, so I'm gonna see uh, him uh, tomorrow. Uh huh. Uh, was fantastic when I saw him uh, play at the uh, the Mullins event. Uh, yeah. You know, and he's had a good season. I've been keeping track. You know, he's you know athletic. You know, plays hard, skilled. You know, face up, back to the basket. I do. I love guys that just will rebound at a high level in traffic. So, you know, Jaquan Scott's mine. Uh, you know, you threw a little curveball at me. You know, I ain't never played baseball before, but I think <laughs> I'm. <on> the- <laughs> you know? I mean, you you were, you were on a you were on the ISO in the clear out. I had to figure out a different defense to, make sure to stop you. Man, you have a fifty right now. You know? <laughs> Fifty-five. Oh, excuse me, 55. Yeah. 55. <laughs> so, but no, Jaquan Scott would be mine uh, from Salt Lake. Been playing really good basketball. Coach loves coaching him, and he's been he's you know he's been he's been a great uh, player over there. Man, I'm playing at a super high level. Um, you cut you kind of took mine. I was gonna go Salt Lake. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna give my boy. We're gonna stay in Texas. Uh, we just okay. say national. Well, no, we just say national. Let me stop. Say national. Let me stop. I, I want. I really wanted to go, so I'm gonna go back to my original. I'm gonna go back to my original. I'm gonna say uh, Chase Adams from Salt Lake. Ah, I do like guard. Mm. Play at Link here. Now, did you see him play? I did see him and the uh, the Mullins. I did see him. Uh, Chicago kid, right? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, tough as nails. You know, gets wherever he wants to. Uh, makes plays for others. I mean, he. He impacted the game, and I don't think he took maybe like three shot attempts in the first half. Right. Uh, just teammate of, teammate of Jaquan Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it. Hey, he helped make Jaquan Scott. Jaquan Scott's really talented, but having a guard like Chase Adams helps too. <laughs> yes, he is from Chicago. I'm I'm pulling him up now. Chase Adams. Um, yeah, just one of those dudes, man. Just I don't know what his actual height is, and I don't even care. He's an yeah. undersized <laughs> sub six foot guard. We'll put it that way. But he has the ability to play above the rim. Um, just, just understands winning. You know, he had some monster games uh, in this season so far, or he's had uh, those numbers that kind of put all the doubts out of Division One coaches' minds. That like, is he a Division One player? Well, he's proven that by the numbers he's putting up. His team is winning. He's showing he can play with other elite level guys. Uh, can create for himself or for teammates. Can be a ball hawk on the ball. Uh, I just like I just like his uh, just his competitive edge. I got to see him in the Jamboree in Texas. Excuse me, in uh, Colorado, uh, that Brandon Goble hosted the JUCO Advocate uh, event, and you know they didn't lose a game. They still haven't lost a game, and uh, he doesn't have to start, but he plays as if he is a starter. They probably have twelve starters over there with the talent. That they oh, have. Absolutely, probably, that's probably why they're still winning. I'm looking forward to watching them in practice, kind of getting to know those guys a little bit and getting a feel for them, but. Uh, I was really impressed with his competitive nature. We kind of talked about those guys. He, he reminds me of like a Brandon Averett, right? Goes the mm-hmm. different route to get there, undersized, sub-six-foot guard. But uh, he has all the stuff to be special at the next level. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, how he looks up close in person and getting a chance to chop it up with him and seeing what that's like. So, all right, we got our JUCO section. We got our uh, national spotlight on that. 
Let's see what else we got on the program real quick before we leave. Uh, let's go high school program spotlight. Let's go okay. one Texas, one national. I'll go first with the Texas. Uh, it, it's hard. It's impossible not to because they're on a national level. But you <laughs> talked about them having the best backcourt arguably in the country. Uh, I just think when you take down AZ Compass like Richardson did as a public high school, there's no recruiting going on there that I know of. Uh, it's a regular public Richardson ISD high school. So for them to go in and on the biggest of stages and beat the number one team that has all this kind of hype around them on this prep school circuit where they are doing recruiting, they do have multiple high major uh, prospects. Uh, I just love to see those dudes show up and be like, you can have all the names you want to have. We're two high major guards right here, and we got a squad, and we're going to get it done. So I'm going to give right. Richardson a nod for the spotlight for Texas high school teams. That's a good choice. Like you say, you know, just how they uh, just handled AZ Compass. <laughs> With that group, wasn't even, wasn't even a question about it. And they, I mean, they, from top to bottom, they're just tough. Uh, I love what Coach has been doing at Richardson. So, you know, that was actually mine. But, you know, I was able to kind of uh, flip it around uh, and change it up. Hey, I got to change the defense on you, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I'm going to go McKinney. Um, I think McKinney. Good choice. Uh, good choice. Done, they done a great job this year. You know, with Jacoby Walters, obviously the headline, but you know, you got uh, Jacoby Campbell. Uh, you got Thatcher, who's a available uh, prospect, about six six, athletic kid in that. In there, you got Alexander McQuay, who's go, who's going to SMU, who's just a rebounding machine. Uh, mm -hmm. McKinney, you know, they have, they have um, shown they're one of the best public schools in the country. Right. I would say no brainer, top twenty five, and. Uh, you know, they have, there's a lot of room for growth because you got youth. Uh, I don't think they've even reached, you know, halfway through their ceiling how good they can be this season. Right. And I think Coach has done a good job just in competitive games. You know, uh, those kids, you know, staying on, staying composed and winning close games. And, again, like they were down 20-some points by the AZ, and they had a they had a fury comeback and almost won. So, right. you know, shout out to McKinney. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go national first since I stole yours. See what see what you got for us on the on the national. Okay, I'm gonna go. Um, you know, on this one, you know, this is a, uh, a, a a team that's always top five in the country. But I do really like what I'm seeing from uh, IMG. You know, with Keontae George, uh, yep. you know, Jaden Bradley and uh, Drace Walker. Uh, got I, think I think they're currently number one. Are they okay? Yeah, currently like one, currently number one just pulled it up. It looks like they're currently number one. They and we know they had that kind of buzzer beater. Uh, mm -hmm. Against Montverde. Yep. And who's, um, number two? who's number two? According uh, to this. Oh, Montverde. Oh yeah, Montverde is number two. Yeah. And uh, but just Keontae, Jaden Bradley, Drace Walker. I know I'm uh, missing, but they, uh, Jet Howard. You know they got they just, their guard play. It's fantastic. They're fun to watch. <laughs> I just enjoy watching them yeah. play. Uh, that game against Montverde, they played Oak Hill. You know, they kind of had a slow start, and they got back around uh, and won it. I mean, they've just been a fun group to watch, and uh, they're just entertaining. You know, I'm, I don't – I normally don't follow, like, the heavy hitters that much, but, like, just by the way they play, I just enjoy watching them. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go biased. I'm going to go hometown where I live now. We haven't shouted mm -hmm. out Colorado much now that I'm out here. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado Prep. Um, yeah. Just, cool. I've, got, I've got a chance to see them play. Uh, love their two signees uh, going to uh, Northern Colorado. Uh, I love their underclassmen. I think that uh, – uh, shout out to Xavier Silas and his dad. I'm going to pull him up real quick uh, for, for the, the roster that they put together, you know, the roster they've been able to put together and – uh, done a good job with their schedule that, you know, sometimes you feel like some of these prep schools is like, okay, it's here. <laughs> then it's gone tomorrow. It's going to be there tomorrow. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's one of those things that you definitely appreciate how they've been able to put that together. But um, yeah, I really like their team. I really like their ability to, to uh, play as a team. Let me see some of the guys on here. So we got, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm getting better at this technologically advanced while I'm on the broadcast. Man. There you go. Yeah, well, we're going for it this year. All so about progress, coach. All about progress. Yeah, it's all about it. Just jump out there. Who cares? Um, if you don't like me, then turn it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Real you talk. can't fire me. I ain't going nowhere. Uh, we got we got Brock Wentz. Um, I believe that's how you said. If I'm not mistaken, he's a Northern Colorado signee. Um, they got one other Northern Colorado signing. I just want to make sure I get names correct. 
Uh, but there's one big man I want to highlight as well. Uh, who is so Langston Reynolds is the other Colorado State, I like, I like Northern Colorado signing, big time athlete. Uh, and Brock is kind of one of those, like, I don't even know what position he is. He's a forward, he can play four or five. He's tough. He can step out and show his skill. Uh, he can bang inside. He's kind of got that inside outside game uh, that's very uh, mismatched, that tweener game uh, that, that really is, makes a difference at the college level. Langston, a high level uh, athlete above the rim, uh, is getting more and more versatile as a playmaker for others. Um, but man, the big man, I don't, I don't even know how you say his name. Bay Amdu Nango. He said it better than I could. When I tell you this dude is a baller, 6'9", 2023. I mean, this dude is playing against the Salt Lakes and the, the Jucos at this event, and mm-hmm. he's a, he was a man amongst men in 2023. Wow. So I want to give a shout-out to them real quick. Uh, Colorado Prep, if you haven't seen them, they're on the grind session. I think they'll be in a Tarkanian Classic coming up. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a quick shout-out to them. Uh, I think we're getting close to the end of the show, honey. It's, it's almost that time, man. We're in the closing five minutes. Uh, we're get one, uh, we'll give two each Texas college prospects that are playing well right now. Uh, I think it's a no brainer to give um, Kenneth Lofton his love <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what he did this summer with the USA team, now he's doing his thing back with La Tech again. Um, I think he had a 38-17 rebound game earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yep. is he is hands down one of the best, if not the best, big man in the country, uh, especially at the mid-major level. Um, so I got to give a shout-out to him. And then, uh, again, my Texas bias and going back to Colorado, Colorado State, we actually did a uh, our first interview with a player on one of our other shows, uh, College Basketball Heat Check, and that's Isaiah Stevens. Uh, arguably the best mid-major in the country. Uh, a lot of people have him in their top 25. Isaiah Stevens, uh, and if you and if you watch the interview uh, on our network or podcast or YouTube, you'll be able to see just like this dude is just such a champion of a, of a human. You know, like you can understand why he won a state championship at Allen as a junior. And yeah. um, he has this quiet humility, but he's got a swagger where it's like, yo, I'm I put myself up against anybody and he puts in the work. I think that's what I love about him. And so unselfish, he, he doesn't have to do it in one way. He did his said, he said his favorite player is Chris Paul and he's very Chris Paul like yeah, makes sense. how he impacts the game because he doesn't have to score, but yet he can kill you from scoring. He doesn't uh, have to just get assists. Um, he can defend, he can make plays uh, And Colorado state is just had a monster win against St. Mary's. And they're proving that they're one of the best in the country, uh, no matter what conference they play. And so that's my two from Texas that I will highlight, and I'll let you get the, the, the dime to ISO. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, Kevin O'Banner. I thought he had a solid game against Tennessee. Had 10 yeah. points, 11 rebounds. Kevin O'Banner, I just love uh, just seeing his uh, – his progression throughout the year, you know, in high school, just more of a back to the basket banger. Guy. Right. And then now, you know, being a, a, a efficient stretch guy at the forward spot and, you know, Tennessee, that's a tough, you know what, they're 12th in the country. Um, and then to come in and have a solid performance. Got the, there. Got the, got the dub. Yeah. And got the win. That's the most important thing. And then his uh, former teammate, Max Adams. Uh, yeah. Or so you boys. Yeah. Just <clears throat> Max has been fantastic. Uh, you know, played, they came over here and played TCU. Didn't have the greatest of shooting nights, but you could definitely see, uh, like, why <laughs> he's a pro prospect and why there was 16 NBA scouts that game, you know, with him. Right. And also, you know, I know we did too, but the third would be Mike Miles. I just saw him play uh, Utah yeah. tonight and was fantastic. Uh, but, you know, you you know those two, you see why NBA scouts are showing up. And Max right. just unlimited range, you know, from deep. It just, it's just fantastic, just his ball skills. But uh, definitely, like, those two, three guys you definitely have to highlight. Uh, been fantastic. Yeah, this is our uh, – we're, we're going to talk one upcoming event. We'll let Ani talk a couple upcoming events. But before we do that, we got a new segment mm-hmm. that we're going to call For the Culture. All right? For the Culture. Just a moment, uh, something that stood out, something that was um, significant this week in the basketball culture, whether it be – something stylistically that was great. Somebody brought some crazy swag that's like, okay, that's going to be that, that's, that's gonna be a thing now. <laughs> Whether it's a certain performance somebody had, 
whether it was a certain whatever it may be. So I'm going to kind of go with the Ball brothers uh, and, and they're uh, playing against each other. Chicago played uh, yeah. Charlotte. Uh, you have older brother, younger brother playing against each other. And just give shout out to LeVar Ball. Like for the culture, everybody tried to make it seem like, and media wanted to make it seem like, uh, and I'll go ahead and say it, this black father was off the chain and he doesn't know what he's yeah. talking about. And he's so, and he did it in a way where he knew he was going to command the attention, but he never, he almost gave his kids an out in a sense because he was just this outlier being crazy over here in people's mind. But everything he said has turned out to be true. I mean, we talk about the Manning brothers and how much that now these guys haven't won championships yet. It's right. The Manning <clears throat> what they've done, but they were just such a, you know, prestigious family and coming in and, you know, Archie Manning gets all this credit. It's like, wait a minute, LeVar Ball needs some credit because uh, not only are they in the league, not only were they two the two brothers drafted top five, which has never happened before, but these dudes are as good as any. I mean, at that position, they're elite at that position. They're, we're not talking about guys that are just solid. And what Lonzo's done with his shooting ability uh, and his improvement, yeah, I just got to give credit to whatever he did as a father to put those – obviously the genes are the genes, but you still right. got to go do it. And these young men never get in trouble. They always keep their nose clean. They always have fun with it. They've been in the limelight since they were young, and they're doing it. You know, they're performing. And similar to what LeBron has done – with that magnifying glass on you all the time as a kid, these dudes are just getting it done and they're tremendous young, young men. And I say that they're probably, you know, they're not young men, but they are young men. You get right. what I'm saying. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. pros making millions, but I mean, been out of college, what, or would be in college. I think Lonzo would be like maybe senior, senior out of college now. He's been in the league yeah. five years, six years. And then Melo still would be in college. So, I mean, right. that <laughs> right. No, uh, for sure. Uh, the Ball brothers, you know, credits to LeVar. Uh, yeah. Credit to LeVar just for what he's done with those boys. It's been fantastic. And Lonzo's in a situation he can really thrive in Chicago. And, you know, LaMelo's, Lame- you know, just been LaMelo. <laughs> uh, I'll say my take will be, you know, that Desmond Bain uh, coming okay. to town against yeah. the, the yeah. Madison. They had 31 points. And, uh, in the I, league. Yeah, in the league. And then uh, Desmond Bain, quick backstory. From Indiana, did not really get recruited that much. Went to TCU, had a great career at TCU, was an all-conference player in the Big 12, but still wasn't a guy people were thinking is going to be this NBA pro. But, man, is he killing. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he's killing. And he's, uh, you know, I was at that game and just to watch him. And, you know, every time he scored, I said, TCU's finest. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. I was making people kind of look at me crazy because, you know, uh, Memphis was, you know, they, they went to work on the Mavs that game. Uh, I know they lost last night to them, but uh, this was the game in American Airlines. Yeah, just no, another one of them stories to jump in, just <clears throat> kind of you can't let other people tell you what you should be able to accomplish or not. Right. Desmond Bain, man, just a, and not a flashy game, but number one, he has an elite level skill at making shots. But he's also just one of those dudes. He's such a winner of a person and a competitor. It's about winning. It's not about the stats or the flash. Uh, yeah, you just got to give him enormous credit for what he's doing, man. Absolutely. And, you know, he's another to your, you're saying, it's just like we're saying, just guys, y'all got to be patient. You're going right. to go to the right level. <laughs> you know, right. he was a kid that was underlooked. And, you know, look where he's at now. I'm not saying, oh, y'all going to make it to the NBA. But if you right. like you said, if you love the game and you put in the work, you will maximize your effort. You yeah, let the work, let the work do the talking, be patient and just hungry and humble. And just if you want to do it, don't let anybody else tell you you can't do it. Just go make it happen, you know, and not make it happen overnight. It ain't an overnight story. Right. But the work will always do the talking at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So. Uh, great show, season two, episode one. As good as the episodes we've ever had. It is. Uh, two great guests coming. We have Teddy Wheeler uh, from Houston Basketball University, slash, 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 slash. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of things Teddy does, but he has his Stars and Stripes event coming up. So we'll talk about that. Glenn Smith's coming on. He has already had the Dallas Hoop Fest, Texarkana Hoop Fest. Now he's coming to Salt Lake City in the Utah area. So I'll be here for that live in the flesh because I want to be able to support Glenn and see what 
see uh, the great things he's going to do expanding that. Uh, you never know. You could see me and Glenn collab on something. You never know. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that to that event. And then, uh, yeah, we'll let Ani say whatever events he thinks is good to be looked forward to. And then uh, look for those two episodes from those two gentlemen who are doing great things in the space. Also, shout out to Teddy, whose son is killing it for Kentucky right now. Man, I think, what? I think he's leading the nation in assists. And I should have spotlighted him as well, which is only two choices you can get. But he'll get the one next week. We're, we're, we're good. We yeah, got he's going to have big-time performances. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say, again, like like you said, the Who Fest uh, in Utah this uh, this Friday and Saturday. You got the Tarkanian Classic coming up uh, in Vegas. That's a big one. Good, a big one. You got the Whataburger Classic, and uh, that'll be a Mansfield Legacy uh, yeah. after Christmas. And, uh, you know, we've got some teams from out of town coming in. Uh, iSchool's running event. you got Minnesota Prep and uh, some schools out of New York coming in uh, <clears throat> after Christmas as well. So you got some good events in the, in the city. you got uh, you got some big-time events out of, out of the state. Um, and, you know, those are – I'll probably be at the Tarkanian for a day, then I'm going to come back in and, uh, and uh, w- watch the games uh, over here. And another – Speaking of Teddy, you know, I've seen his son a couple of times, the younger one of Montana. 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 Yeah. He's very, coming. Very talented. Um He's coming. Gonna, gonna be a division one basketball player. Uh time will tell what level, but uh I have full faith. He's a division one basketball player. He's very talented. Very, very yeah, talented. He's already he's already gotten some power five offers. You don't know if that's because of sometimes you feel like that maybe because his brother and seeing where he was at this phase. And some of those coaches, some people just can see it and they know. But uh, I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, he's Not he's sure. definitely <clears throat> cut from that cloth. He's no different than uh, his brother. He is different, but he's cut from the same cloth. He's more right. of a more, he's more has more scoring ability now at this stage in his game, and is about a bucket much more than uh, Savir was. But uh, what a great episode! YouTube, you can find us. Apple, Spotify. We will be every other week. We will not put the pressure just yet, but it's coming. Don't worry. It's, it's, a, it's a slow build. You, you got to let the isolation, you know, you can't try to ISO a dude all the time. We got to play some team ball, too. Yeah, we got to run some plays, you know. Got to do that. Got to do that. That's important. Otherwise, we'll be looking like USA team taking L's in the international. We can't do that. You know right, I mean? right, right. We got to do both. So, um, yeah, you'll find us every other week uh, here. Uh, and then in between, I'm sure you'll find a little – sound bites uh on uh social media to be able to kind of keep the content rolling because there's a lot of great stuff that ani coach ani has highlighted uh and also scout ani has highlighted so all that being said be blessed be safe be grateful see you soon peace we out Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.